Show pre-show brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Crowley, Doran, Austin Bechtold behind the glass with you on this Super Bowl Friday. Good morning, Doranson. Good morning. How are you? I have never been better. Yeah? I am in a great place in my life right now, Doran. I like that. Personally, professionally, I'm very excited about things. Good. And you? I am great. Can't complain. And Becky. I am so excited to see your face right now through the glass. It's been a while, big Welcome guy. Welcome back. Let's go. He's excited. I'm so pumped. Mm-hmm. Becky has taken more of the show for himself since I've been gone. <laughs> he has. He's, he's got a couple of segments coming our way today. I'm very proud of him. He's come a long way, and he deserves it. Yesterday was a big day for him, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I did want to get to that. And we'll start with the story you just told us off the air, and then you go wherever you want to go here, Becky. I guess yep. it'll be three segments for Becky today. Uh. So Austin was the producer for Ron Cook's final show, which is one of the best web stream days, if not the best in the history of the show, I heard Donnie say yesterday, because Craig conveyed that message. So the story you told us just before we hopped on the air is that you called Joe Willie Namath. 12 times yesterday, and he didn't Roughly, answer. yes. Roughly 12 times. And then he didn't call back on the hotline number. He called back on the standard 93.7, the fan phone number, 412-928-9370. The pressure you must have felt. Oh, my gosh. As a Hall of Famer is calling in on the standard line, knowing that it's Ron Cook's final segment With after 40 years. 10 oh. minutes left. Oh. Brother, I'd have been sweating putty balls, man. <laughs> so... I was I told a little bit of the story on the pre-show. I'll tell the full story now. So yesterday or two days ago now, Starkey talked to Joe Namath and basically said, "Hey Joe, can we talk to you? Can you come on?" "Yes, sounds good." But make sure to remind me about an hour before the show, before I'm supposed to come on. So, okay. I texted Namath at about 12:40. It was like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to text Joe." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Willie yeah. Namath, Broadway Joe. So I texted him and never got an answer. About about 1240, he was supposed to come on at 140, be the final guest. We play My Way by Frank Sinatra coming in. Ron was already tearing up. And we were like, this is going to be the perfect way to end it. Beaver Falls, Ron Cook. Beaver Falls, Joe Namath. This is just going to be special of all special ways to end any type of radio career. I called him. <laughs> and he didn't answer at 1.20. I called him 20 minutes before and basically was just going to confirm, like, Joe, I'm going to call you in 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Make sure you come on. He didn't answer. So then I called him at 1.30. He didn't answer. I called him again at 1.32. No answer. I called him again. I left a message. I called him again and then again and then oh again. My God. And I got I'm nothing. I got nothing. And I'm freaking out. Joe is Joe is turning off the mic and running back here. Do, do we have him? Do we have him? Joe calls him while Ron is on the air just talking. Joe calls him and I'm like, Joe, this this is this, this isn't good. And he's like all upset. He's like, I even talked to him yesterday to confirm. And then we also had Joe Green that was supposed to call and come on. This is the funny thing. Joe Green was flying into Vegas for the Super Bowl. 
and it was going to be a tight window to be able to get him Holy off. Cow. We knew that we, if we were going to get Joe Green, the greatest stealer of all time, mm-hmm. maybe the best defensive player of mm-hmm. all time, it was going to be in the final 20 minutes. So I called Joe Green about five times, and again, get no answers. This is about 1.30 or so. We knew that we knew that it was going to be very tight, though, to get him on. I finally get through to Joe Green at about 1.42, 1.41.42. So we patch him through. The funny thing is, Starkey at about 137 or so, I was like, well, Ron, we had all these special plans for you in the oh, final segment. That's whenever I turned it on. And, you know, we were supposed to have Joe Namath, your guy. And he's like, oh, man. And you can tell Ron the disappointment on his face and in his voice. He was so upset by it. And, uh, Ron, we were supposed to get Joe Green, but there were some travel problems. Three Joes. That's what he said. Three Joes. The end of the show. Well, and two, then we got green. two of the great sex symbols in United States history talking That's when right. you've got Ron Cook and Joe Namath. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget, you know, Nick at night growing up mm-hmm. and they would run the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just remember how they were all fawning over Joe Namath. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he was the it guy wear the fur coats and stuff. <laughs> you know, the whole Susie Colbert moment. But... <laughs> One of the great ones, obviously. One of the guys most responsible for football really being what football is today yeah. because of Super Bowl one. But you had two great American sex symbols talking in Ron Cook and Joe Namath. And Joe Namath. I left a couple of messages for Namath, gave him the hotline number. I didn't give him the 412-928-9370 number. So we finally got through to Joe Green. I'm like, I call in. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank God. Joe, how are you? I'm good. I'm at the baggage claim right now in the airport. Oh, wow. I'm like, great. I'll put you on hold. Um, So he was just, oh, my gosh, great to talk to. It's amazing to me. I think the era has a lot to do with it because Ron, when he started in a large chunk of his career, the teams needed the columnists. Mm -hmm. The teams needed the beat writers. Yeah, didn't have what we have now. Right. And so you needed to build relationships because if you didn't, you weren't going to make it in this business. And Ron, to have these guys call in the final week and then the coup de grace on the final show, I mean, it just tells you what an elite person he had to be and an elite relationship builder for these guys, their relationships to stand the test of time when God knows Ron wasn't writing glowing columns about these guys. Mm Mm-hmm. All the time. And those guys were, I mean, Ron graduated the same, graduated high school the same year as my dad, 74. And, I mean, whenever Ron probably broke in to the industry and started being who he was, you know, these guys like Joe Namath and Joe Green and a lot of people that called in from the 70s, they were already the dudes. Yeah. You know, they already won championships. He talked about the 79 World Series team. I didn't realize that was five years he was on the team flight. On the team flight, on yes. The flight. Five years after he graduated high school. Yep. Yep. That'd what? Be, that'd be like me right That's now. Like Becky, yeah. Being right. on the like team Becky. flight, going to the going to the Super Bowl with like the Chiefs right now. Uh huh. Right. It's just remarkable. It really is. Like I, I I tweeted that yesterday. Like, could you imagine, you know, retiring from a job and having some of the best of the best to ever do it in their sport reach out to you because you're retiring? They had Terry Francona on yesterday. And not even, no offense to Terry, not even close to the biggest name. Oh, how about this? John Calipari. This is the segment. So it started off with Wheel of Ball with Matt Cole. And we love Matt, but he ended up being the fourth biggest star that came on. It went from Matt Cole 
Okay. We turn the page and brought on John Calipari, <laughs> Terry Fancona, and there was also another guest that was thrown in there that, I mean, it, it was unbelievable that these were the voices right. that were coming on to basically send Ron off into the sunset. And I, I, I just could not believe I was, I was starstruck. I, I really to, was. Uh, I want to make me a culpa. Me a culpa. I said Super Bowl one. I, I meant Super Bowl three. Mm-hmm. With with well, name, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's bicycle. I'm getting, figuring it out. So it was Matt Cole. Then Jim Render is the name I forgot. The Holy winningest hell. coach in Whippeal history in mm-hmm. Western PA history, and then John Calipari and Terry Franco. Well, so it got me to thinking a little bit. I don't know that we're ever going to see a send off like that again. I, in fact, that's impossible. Never nationwide. I don't think you're going to get something like that. Mm-hmm. The way that Ron spanned eras, the way that he he spanned multiple mediums, right? But I was thinking, you know, in 15 years, 20 years, 30, or whatever it is, Doran Dickerson crushing the fan morning show. I think you'll have some good guys. Like Darrell Reeves calling and Bob Palco calling. I mean, the list could go on and on. And then I started thinking about me. There it is. There's the list. No, you Bob Huggins. Tyler Kennedy. A lot. Everything went downhill after the uh, LA Cup final. Well, that's that, that's the point of this, though, right? It's like in, in in our profession, and it's the people that you come across, the people you develop relationships with. And Ron did it for, I mean, for forty some years, almost fifty years, like, longer I mean, than than it, we've been alive, right? Like, I mean, like I think forty six is the number. Forty six, right? So, I mean, you know, to be the 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 key is to be consistent throughout that time and not waver. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get people from the 70s, from the 80s, from the 90s, Great from point. the 2000s to call in on your behalf and to wish you a good farewell because you're consistent. That's like so you, well said. If you if he was like wavering and he was like, you know, one guy this day, like he'd be like, no, I'm, I'm good. But he you could just tell right there that showed how consistent Ron Cook was. Right. It wasn't, OK, we'll get a bunch of guys from the 70s and 80s and then it fell off. <laughs> Because things changed, the industry industry changed, or Ron changed. No, the industry did change, but he had a relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, a relationship with Jerome Bettis, and that list goes on and on. With the current day guys, Heinz Ward, Clint Hurdle, mm-hmm. who sent out tweets about the guy. It's just the word that keeps popping into my head is is remarkable, and I could see him fighting with it because he knows, you know, there's this there's a certain mortality that comes with retirement, obviously, like. This is the last chapter of life, and you hope that it goes for a long time. So I think anybody would walk into it with a certain level of trepidation. But he also seemed to be, you know, at the end, eminently at peace with, how can I not be thrilled with the career that I had? Yeah. And now this next chapter of my life, it's going to be glorious. Yes. yes. So cool. I mean, it's it's like a storybook. Like, I mean, you could I mean... I I heard that Ron might write a book, and he absolutely should. But it, it's it's a storybook kind of career to be able to to say call it quits and retire on your own terms, uh, and to do the things that you did, really accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish with your respective job. Um, the thing about Ron, and think about I think successful people like Ron, and to do it for so many years is you kind of said it right there, like over the decades that Ron has covered sports, things change a lot. But you know what? Ron stayed true to himself, but he also evolved with the times that changed, and that's what made him Ron Cook. Yes. You know, he, he, he did enough to evolve with what the changes were. He kept up with the times. Every year, something changes, mm-hmm. and especially in sports. Mm-hmm. And in every decade, it's like, oh, my goodness, like t- totally different. 
from where he started to where he ended, he was the, he had the ability to evolve with that, but also be Ron Cook at yep. the same time. That's so freaking hard to do. Yes, that's so freaking hard to do, and he did that, and he that's did. why he should get the most respect uh, during this week and during yesterday and during the time that um, you know we're we're celebrating him retiring. When you're a columnist, when you talk into a microphone for a living, you can be the best at what you do, and not everybody's going to like you. I mean, it's going to fall 50-50. That's just yep. the reality. But you have to respect it. Mm-hmm. And that's what stood out to me, is that when you are spending your life four times a week putting out your opinions on athletes, athletes ain't going to like it. Nope. A lot of the fan base isn't going to like it. Same thing on the radio. But at the end of it, I think universally from within these organizations, from all these athletes, to then the listenership and the readership, respect for Ron. Yeah. And I think that's what any of us should aspire for in this in no this field. Doubt. Yeah, it's just to be, hey, I I never agreed with what radio host XYZ said. But they had a heck of a career. I think that's what everybody's shooting for. It is. And, and he walked out on his own terms. And he worked out on his own terms. He's going to Florida. He's going to you know, hang out with his daughter that he loves so much. And <clears throat> we all dream of doing that. Like I said, it's like a storybook. But I will say this real quick. <clears throat> like, I, I was. You okay there, bud? No. <clears throat> I, was, uh, Bless you. I was impressed. I mean, as, as everybody was with all the people that called in. But um, I was more impressed and just, you know, just reassured of how unbelievable of a person Joe Starkey is. Great call. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, you know, I've known Joe a long time since high school. And same with Ron. About the same time, kind of met both of them. I was a young kid. Always liked Joe. But for what he did um, this week, it just shows that he is one of the greatest people that I have ever met. For real. To do that for your co-host, to organize that, and I know that, you know, Bechtel, you, I'm not taking anything away from you. You know, you no, did a great job Starkey facilitating and, and Pomp and some other people that gave numbers. But for Joe to sit there and take the time to recognize his co-host the way he did and put this all together, I mean, there's you can't tell me that Joe isn't one of the best people uh, to walk around well, this earth. And I just said your readership, your listenership, they're not always going to agree with you, but respect at the end of the day. I know that those two had their battles. Yes. Of course they had their battles. Yes. But they respected each other. Yep. When you're doing a show like this, you're not always going to see eye to eye on how things need to progress, whether it's day to day or or overall philosophy. There's going to be ebbs and flows, ups and downs. But the last thing they said to each other on the air was, I love you. Yeah. That got me, man. Me too. Because I know the way that those guys would battle. And, and it wasn't an unprofessional kind of thing. It's as professional as it gets because you have those bickering moments. It always happens. It doesn't matter the show. And yet at the end of it, their relationship wound up being one that was super impactful on both of them. So cool. So, so cool. cool. And, it was unbelievable. And, and one more thing about going out on top for for Ron, you know, Stan had said to me, Stan Saverin a lot, how many times he had gotten fired in the business, right? That's that <laughs> to him, that's the way it goes. Like you're gonna get fired, you're gonna leave for different opportunities, you might come back to certain opportunities. Ron was here for 14 years and had 14 years of, of rating success. You know, he, he didn't get fired. That happens all the time. All the time. Turnover. It's a volatile industry. And for him to, to sit in that seat for 14 years through different hosts, 
awesome. Unbelievable. Awesome. Unbelievable. Good on them. Last, today. last couple things that I got from yesterday. I mean, how about this? Just to talk about Ron. Billy Knight, maybe the best basketball player in <laughs> basketball history. They just called us 20 minutes into the show, 10 minutes into the show. Yeah. He's like, hey, I just want to talk to Ron. I'm in Atlanta. I just want to talk to Ron. You ever looked at his stats? Pro? Oh, yeah. ABA, NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Mm-hmm. Pretty the, good. The last thing on Namath. A caller called in about an hour and a half before he was supposed to come on. And he was like, hey, you should try to get, I don't know if he said his cousin or his uncle, his relative, my Joe. And I was like, Joe who? I'm thinking, uh, you know, who I'm thinking in the back Starkey. of my mind. And he's like, it's like Joe Namath. And I can't remember the caller's name. I wish I did. And he was like, I was like, yeah, you know, we're working on it. I just got to reach out to him to make sure he's good. He's like, well, I'm going to call him too. I'm going to make sure that, you know, my relative Joe Namath calls into the show. <laughs> So I really wonder, because I called him on the hotline, I kept calling, I kept calling, leaving Joe Namath a voicemail and saying, hey, call this number back. If he heard, the listener heard Starkey say, you know, Ron, we tried to get Joe Namath for you, but it didn't work out. And he called Namath and said, hey, here's the here's the fan number, yeah. 412-928-9370. Call this number and talk to Ron in the final 10 minutes of his career. I'm going to pretend it didn't happen that way because it was all you, big guy. Mm-hmm. All, and yeah. all you producers were wonderful, wonderful this week. Wonderful. What a great experience for you. I mean. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget this. And I mean, I'll never now, forget that he called me fat on his final day. He did. In his, in his button up. Untucked. Which was untucked. <laughs> and long. And long. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yes. to, I, I told Ron at the very start of the show, I was like, Ron, you know, growing up, reading your columns and being able to listen to you on the radio. I mean, every time I drove in the car with my dad, this is the only station that we listen yeah. to. It's like, you know, you're somebody that I can actually say that that is 100% the case because of just how young you are mm-hmm. that you are actually listening and just how much of an honor it was to be there. It was something that I'll never forget. And he got the <laughs> round of applause walking out of the building too. Did he? Oh, yeah. I missed that. Oh, I heard man. there wasn't a dry eye in the place. There wasn't. Wow. Yeah. Well, good on you, Ron.